No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. There is a new online resource for helping you find out all about venues before you go if you've never been before pray tell it is called venue llama venue llama and just in case you you didn't know llama has two l's llama llama tell you about (laughs) it it's an online resource that provides live music fans the insider venue info that you need that you didn't know you needed but you need it because you didn't know it a place where fans can quickly rate venues and share venue tips and intel about those places VenueLlama.com launches in late spring, but we're currently doing a sneak preview for No Simple Road listeners. Head over to VenueLlama.com forward slash NSR. That's V-E-N-U-E-L-L-A-M-A.com forward slash NSR to check out the beta version and uh, put your info in there. I know they need reviews for Red Rocks. And they, they need reviews for a whole lot of stuff on their site now. They have the whole widespread panic tour mm-hmm. with all the venues. They have the fish tour with sure. venues. They have Goose, Dead and & Company, and all the venues. So there's a lot of venues out there, too. So head over to VenueLlama.com forward slash NSR now. Sign up and become a llama head. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Shop Tour Bus is No Simple Road's fantastic sponsor of Grateful Dead inspired merch. This is not what you normally see, the skulls, the Berthas, none of that. This is cute little funky pictures um, told in song. Or they tell, they tell the they story. They tell, tell the story of the song yeah. in picture. That's right. And what do they do it on? They do it on hoodies. They do it on t-shirts. They do it on um, canvas bags. And they stickers. have- Stickers. Stickers. Don't forget right. the stickers and nope, the patches. Nope. Stickers yeah. and patches. They got it all going on. And you too can get your awesome t-shirt mailed to you in a one of a kind box. That's not. It's not just a box. It's actually got all kinds of goodies. Aaron? Apple. It's the coolest box. <clears throat> you don't know what you're going to get. You Tell get us it. about the box. Your shirt is like rolled up so tight and perfectly with this twine and you get a picture. You get a pencil. Some people may get a special bootleg. bootleg. Yes, a bootleg. Real bootleg. Right. Yep, it's been passed around. And then there's going to be all kinds of tchotchkes, candies. You just don't know. So you got to order to find out. Also, they have their new tie-dyes. They just announced like three hours ago. Next week, they will be shipping the new 
wheel tie dyes with the with the little bug on it. So act quick. These go fast. Yeah, they you do. don't want to be caught without one and wearing that old booty shirt on the lot. It will come to you for free shipping if you put in the promo code No Simple Road, all one word. So make sure you put in the promo code No Simple Road, all one word. Go to shoptourbus.com or at shoptourbus on Instagram. Check out all the dope shit they got going on. You just got home from work and you're hungry and the family's hungry and you don't know what to make and somebody says, what do you want to do? I'm going to give you the answer because that's the toughest question of living on planet (laughs) Earth right now is what you want to eat. So I'm going to make it easy for you. If you live in Portland or you live in Denver, you're going to say, let's go to Fire on the Mountain. Why are you going to say that? Because they have the best damn food out there and it's made with love and intention by other heads. Three locations here in Portland, two locations in Denver. Here in Portland, they've got the Fire on the Mountain Brewing Company. They've got merch. Help me out, Apple. They've got all their special. I was going to say you better take advantage. Today is the 28th. You only have a few days to take advantage of the April specials, which I, you just need to go check them out. And then they're going to have all new specials probably in, in May. May. Yeah, if you want to check out the specials here in Portland, you go to FOTMPDX and in Denver, FOTM Denver. And you can go to PortlandWings.com and order yourself some of the sauces. If you're not in one of these locations, you can have a fire on the mountain, no simple road family, grateful dead-ish experience with chicken wings in your own house and it'll be great you could like wear one of their hoodies or a hat yeah, or their don't socks. Forget to get yeah, some if, merch and if you're local you can actually go to market of choice and go to the hot sauce department and they have fire on the mountain on the shelf what? if you don't want to wait know that. that's right either. i've even got a photo of it boom so, boom guys there you go fire, fire on, on the, the mountain, mountain. hey everyone chris pandolfi from the infamous string dusters here to let you know that my podcast inside the musician's brain is back on the airwaves for season four which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success failure inspiration and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love my guests this season include rachel price from lake street dives sam bush chris wood chris funk from the decemberists Lindsay lou mc taylor from his golden messenger and more Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, 
and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. That is always the case. There we go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What's going on, man? Good, brother. We're good. (laughs) Let me get let me get my shit together here. Hang on one second. (laughs) Thanks for meeting me so early on a Saturday morning. You know, I'm sure that. Oh, it's our pleasure, man. Yeah. Yeah. He's lying. I was exhausted. I didn't want to get up, Mike. I didn't fucking want to do it. (laughs) She was the first one to say, "I'm glad we're doing it early." (laughs) Yeah. No, man, it's good to meet you. Hey, Mike. You as well. For everybody out there, why don't you introduce yourself to them? Sure. My name is Mike Shadina, uh, and I am one of the partners with Northlands Music Festival out in Swansea, New Hampshire. Well, I am uh, stoked to meet you, man. I'm Aaron. Uh, And I'm Mel. And then I'm Apple. Mm -hmm, Pleasure to meet you all. So, Mike... um, your lineup for the festival is pretty pretty amazing this year. <laughs> I, I'm sad that we can't be there. Um, oh, bummer. Yeah, man. It, it, there's just there's a lot going on. There's only a few, so many days in a month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we could add some days, we'd be good. But um, yeah. Can you talk to me a little bit about like the world that we're in now, post COVID, and and doing a music festival? Were you doing this before? everything went down or is this new no actually oddly enough this is this festival was kind of born from covid um oh. my my partner and i were were working mostly in performing arts centers before this you know thousand cap rooms or so half a dozen in the northeast and then covid hit we shut down and we're busy bodies you know so when covid was happening we saw out in europe that someone was doing a drive-in and we just were sick of making sourdough breads at home. And, uh, <laughs> me too, man. Sourdough bread yeah. had a surge. Oh, yeah, it really did. I just wasn't that good at it. Okay. We're doing it much better than I was. Um, so we, we decided to do a drive-in search. We called it Drive-In Live. And it kind of just opened up this whole new door for us that wasn't there pre-COVID, actually. So. We did drive in live. We, it was about we could fit about six hundred cars, so we were able to get bigger bands. We did Warren Haynes, we did Goose and Twiddle and Dirty Heads and and lots of different kinds of shows. And it was just it was a way for us to kind of step up and do bigger programming. And we'd always talked about doing a festival, but you know that wasn't necessarily in the cards then. But it's on the same land that we do the festival at now. So mm-hmm. you know we 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 did drive in live. It went really well. I mean, people needed something to do. Right. Yeah. And it was uh, it was quite a unique experience. I'll, I'll um, bet. In a great way. You know, it was uh, it was BYOB and okay. you're at your car. So it was like tailgating 
at a concert, BYOB, people were bringing couches and their whole living room set and <laughs> coolers. It was just wild, you know. Um, and then, you know, shoot to the next year, it couldn't be a drive-in any longer because, you know, COVID was kind of camping down a bit. You know, regulations kind of came back into form where the year before they kind of let anything go. You know, it was uh, it was kind of like the uh, Wild West with just yeah. if you're doing something safe and entertainment, you know, people were going to let something slide right um like byob with your car (laughs) (laughs) your car car. i mean if we just pause for a minute and think about that yeah that's a new that's (laughs) how are they getting home it's like the (laughs) drive-through liquor stores that serve slushies yeah wow well right i mean well just funny too because it's almost just like um an optics thing because no matter where you go you're going home in your car yeah you know but it's like when you're looking at it optically drinking next to your car it was just like that those optics i think just weren't gonna last you know <laughs> and plus artists artists didn't want to play the cars you know yeah if they didn't have to they weren't going to so we decided to change the name to northlands we did pods okay you know, that yeah. whole pod thing really yeah. the pod was like um a 10 by 10 space each one was six feet apart and we had another full season of shows so it was kind of like driving live but you know we stepped up to production and and did bigger bands and 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 so it kind of you know covid was an interesting thing that kind of shot us into this next world outdoor concerts and and bigger numbers and then you know uh, it's at a fairgrounds they're not used to having loud outdoor music every weekend so Mm -hmm. the neighbor the neighbors got a little tired of all every weekend all summer long music which i i understand you know if you're not a music fan i totally get it um so it was it was festival or nothing. And and we, you know, something had been built at that point, you know, yeah. because of COVID and because of kind of the magic that happened during this really crazy dark time. It's like we had it like organically built something that just brought a lot of joy to people. And, and, you know, it's, it was all of us. It's not just me and my partners. It was everyone kind of coming together and it just created this palpable thing that was pretty unique and special. So we didn't want to let it go. And we've always wanted to do a festival and that's kind of how we landed at Northlands the festival so oddly enough we're we're an event that was born from covid you know not um that's didn't didn't do it before because it never would have happened without it so how many partners are involved in this project there are three now it was the two of us until this year so me and my partner seth started driving live we were working for years together before covid with the performing arts centers um i was a musician for a long time before that and then Kind of got out of living in a van and decided to, <laughs> to, to go on this side of things. But um, uh, so there's three now. We brought on someone new this year to to help out with several, you know, places that we were weak in. You know, so it was it, it's building the team that we need. You know, yeah. We so there's uh, three three partners now. We have um some friends here in in Oregon that have property, and the reason they bought the property was to develop it uh, to become a concert venue. And this year is the first, I would say, um, big festival yeah, that they're yeah. that they're doing. It's a it's a local band thing that's going on, and I've seen some of the um, difficulties that they've encountered, some of the shit that they've had to go through to to get this thing off the ground. With them, it's just a couple of people that are the partners in it, and and then they're having to like. Um, uh, till the land get yeah and get help from the community to make this place suitable right 
what I want to know is like, what are some of the hurdles that you've encountered that you didn't expect throwing a festival? I see the oh shit the whole yeah. the whole the thing whole fucking thing all of it man you mean we need bathrooms holy smokes yeah that is a loaded question you know I mean it's it is a bear you know it, it's interesting even going from North, driving live in Northlands the season to a festival you know we gained a lot of experience but last year was a serious learning experience there the hurdles are it's staffing I mean it's it's mm. endless logistics it's endless logistics for one weekend and you have to get it right the first time. So, you know, say you open a music venue and you are like, Oh, we don't have enough bar staff or we don't even have enough bar locations, but we can build one. We can put it over there. That'll work better next time around. You don't get that chance at a festival. You have one shot to get it right. And that is a whole unique issue in itself. So you really got to think and think again and Mm -hmm. bring it to other people and really work as a team to listen to each other, you know, you got to throw your ego out the door and, and really just come up with the best solutions that's best for the festival. Not, you know, not you having to be right. Just what's, what is right. So you have to like, think about things 15 times and then 15 more times to think, is this the right way? That is logistically the way we can pull it off um, on site. So you know, it's, it's the whole thing. And then there's all these little things like, okay, so we have to have catering for how many people backstage, how many meals is that? Oh, my God. oh, they're going to need refrigeration. Do we need to rent refrigeration? Do we have power for refrigeration? Oh, We're shit. going to have to bring in power. How do we do this? Oh and then, God. you know, so there's like, okay, we need dumpsters. Well, we're bringing, we're doing composting this year. So we're going to need to bring in a separate company for composting and then a different dumpster company for trash and recycling. And then, and that's endless. Like that will, I could do that for like the next 45 minutes on things that kind of just spiral. Holy shit. Whoa. Yeah. I yeah, was so I was reading like, a bit about the compost that you guys are bringing in, which is such an awesome thing for a festival because, okay, people have to eat at a festival, <laughs> period. And you can't just have one compost station because they're going to be eating in multiple areas. So, okay, that now you've got from one from, okay, let's do a compost to now how many do we need? Where are they going to be located? How often are they going to be emptied? Like who's empty who's, who who's will doing it? who will empty them? And then where's it going to go at till, till the end of the festival so that when they can pick it up? Like I used to do a little bit of work um with conventions, you know, they uh, we lived in Las Vegas for a while and they would do these massive conventions like um car conventions, uh, broadcasting conventions, whatever. So they hire staff to um show people where to go or hand to out t- shirts, hand out shirts and tell people about their five minute spiel about the product. Um, you know, drivers to get people to and from their meeting rooms and things like that. And this is Las Vegas. That is a place that is built on doing things like this. This is like, it runs smoothly, but even working in the background and seeing all the things that go wrong when it quote unquote runs smoothly from the front, that is a huge, huge undertaking. So how did the working um, with the, um, gosh, what, what did you say that you worked with before the? Um, oh, performing arts Yeah, the, I'm sorry. The, yeah, the performing arts centers. Like what, how, what kind of things did you learn from that? You know, what, what did you take from that going into this festival? Yeah, I mean, changing to, I mean, indoor to outdoor. Itself, yeah, exactly. Just that alone. You know, that, that alone, there's so many issues you have to worry about outdoors that you just don't have to inside. Like I mean, weather, weather obviously right? is a huge, the weather is the big one, you know, 
Um, I mean, think about, I mean, this is crazy to even think about, but the fish festival a couple of years where mm. everyone's on site and then there's water issues, right? And they cancel the whole thing, you know? There's, you're just left out to the elements so much more. I mean, that's that's the big difference. But the takeaway was, you know, just being in the industry and knowing the agents, you know, I mean, but, but there's a lot of transferable skills that were just knowing the deals, the mm. bands, knowing the bands, mm, you know, okay. knowing the agencies, knowing numbers, you know, it's kind of like that all is transferable skills. It's kind of understanding the numbers. I mean, but as far as the infrastructure goes, yeah. that was a bear you know that <laughs> yeah. is a totally different thing totally different thing but the the general you know skeletal structure of it is the same where as far as like you know there's budgets and 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 all that stuff and there's production and so a, a lot of the the simple foundation stuff is there but you know that was probably 10 15 percent the other 85 percent was was uh oh wild God. and wild and new it, and how well I'm curious too, because one thing we've heard, one thing that comes up, especially post COVID, is getting a festival insured, like having insurance for like liability, for like liability and stuff like that. I would just hear that that's more of a nightmare, which makes saying you know they're pickier about things. I'm just wondering not that that too, because that's got to be a huge thing. Yeah, there's a, there's a fear factor with people. You know, it was harder in the beginning than it is now, but it's still hard because the insurance is like a whole new, it's like a different language than we all speak. You know, right, if you're not yeah. in insurance. You don't, you don't speak the insurance language. So trying to understand um, how to deal with it. And I do have to say our new partner, Jen is dealing with the meat and potatoes of that right now. So thank you, Jen. Thank you, Jen. But, yeah, uh, thank you, Jen. <laughs> Shout out, Jen. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's not, it's not fun and it is harder. We we've, you know, we've had a couple good years and now they're used to us. I think if you were coming, if this was our first year, we were just, you know, out of the blue that I think we'd have a much harder time, but we kind of scaled up. So we didn't start with this big, big thing right off the bat. We started with a decently sized thing. And now we've had four years under our belts of, of doing decent business with, with them. So it's gotten easier for us, but I would think right now, if you came out to do a 6,000 person camping festival or, you know, whatever it may be, I bet you'd have a really hard time. Wow. That, um, it's, it's yeah. crazy. And, and you know, Mike, the reason that anybody, I would imagine anybody does this is because you love music and you love festivals and you love these bands and you love the scene and you want to provide a place for people to have an experience and the whole thing. And you get into that and you're doing it. And, and like you, you, you've been in the business for a while, so you understand the ins and outs and whatnot, but are you still able to have fun when, when <laughs> at the festival, man? Um, I, I, that, that's a hard one, to be honest. Last year, it, it, not too much, honestly. Right? And that, that, was, that, was a, that was a tough pill to swallow. You, you know, you worked the whole year for this one weekend. And, you know, it was on us. We, it was a learning experience. It was our first, real first festival, you know. And we were understaffed, so me and my partner – had to pick up a lot of the slack and I lost 13 pounds in two weeks and Holy you know we were just shit. running all over the place and 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 it was hard but you know it's the long game it's it's like I do want to find a balance and I will we will find a balance me and my partners I know it you know but it's going to take a couple of years of putting the work in to make sure you can have this great thing in the end so I think this year I'll find a good balance we brought on such an awesome team this year uh I couldn't be more stoked actually and I think we'll be able to find some time this year, but you're right. I think that's a lot of um, 
a, a hard thing for most promoters to do when you're, you know, like any work, when you're kind of obsessed with it, you just want it to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You kind of, it's hard to pull your head out of that and actually enjoy it. You know, I'd say at least every show we've done, I've kind of gone to the back and looked, you know, and at least get five minutes of the chills, you know, and just mm-hmm. seeing happy yeah. people and all the hard work. And that does make it all worth it. Even if it's five minutes, and I, I will always get that. I'll always yeah. take the you, five minutes. You find how to fit that in. Like, okay, I'm going to catch it. Well, another thing, too, like you're doing a bigger <laughs> festival. I just think towards like uh, our, our buddy Jack, who has a band up here, and he has a does a small festival. And like last year, remember, Jack was running around. Oh, yeah. His band is playing. He's throwing the festival. He's dealing with everything. And it was like, what was it, like about 400 yeah, or so? Pretty small. pretty small. But, I mean, just that. Even with small, he, he was so busy all the time and just like. Every person at the festival needs something at some point from the guy that's running the festival. And people are constantly coming up to you and asking you for shit. And, hey, do you know where this is? Can we put this person here? We have this artist. They just arrived. You know, it, it seems to me like. You you throw in the coolest house party ever in the whole wide world, and then everybody shows up at your house, and you have to work. <laughs> yeah. Like oh Fuck. shit, ding ding. <laughs> so you were talking about staffing. How do you go about um, hiring staffing for these types of events? And like, you know, the staffing has to have unique um, skills here because it's so many um, so many different hats. It's not just like oh greet people. You know, that's not the only, um, you know, qualification they need to have. So how do you go about finding these? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, it, it's a great question, actually. And it is, they are such unique skill sets. And at first, I, I mean, I guess I had the luxury of, of, I've played a ton of festivals. I used to be in a band and, and toured for a long time and made a lot of friends along the way that worked the festivals or were stage managers. And so I was lucky enough to have that side of the things and knew enough people from my past that I could kind of talk to them and they knew people who knew people and were able to find the folks, but it is interesting because it is totally a unique skill set. I mean, it's, it's so niche, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's like, you know, large music festivals and you know, okay, site ops, you know, even just, okay, we need to put RVs and car camping here. And you have a crew that stripes the lots, you just paint the, the lots and they know exactly how to do it and do it efficiently. And it's like, just because that's what they've done for festivals forever. It's, it's a network. It's like, you know, knowing some people that knew other people and, but you know, we got all these people that came on this year that are friends of friends that are now, now are close friends, but because of the network that we had, but you're totally right. It is several unique skill sets, you know, people that just work hospitality for artists, you know, that is very specific. Mm Mm-hmm um skill set but then hospitality for a festival you know when you have 30 plus bands and their schedules and who needs what when i mean that alone is is just quite a job and and unique so there's doing these things at music venues and then there's doing these things at festivals and then that's its own skill set because it's not the same yeah um yeah i mean i would imagine what would be super helpful is a literal network of you know like you go on like angie's list and you're like okay we need you know 20 freaking you know greeters we need need stripers yeah you know like what a good thing that would be for because i don't think festivals are going to go anywhere anytime soon Oh, more and more. It seems as though 
from small to grand that they're popping up all over the country um, at people that have bigger properties are wanting to do things like that, even if it is just for a weekend or so. So creating some kind of like table of contents for people that are in this industry or that are adjacent to it would be so helpful for not just you, but literally everybody in the industry. Get to work, babe. Um, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's a good idea. Yeah, great, yeah, great idea. Yeah. Do you want two hosts or three hosts, baby? <laughs> well, the other side of this that we haven't even like touched on is the lineup of it. I mean, yeah, sure, you have to have shitters and stripes and people to work the <laughs> the you know concessions and take the tickets or whatever. But if the lineup's not solid, nobody's coming. None of that matters. Yes, right and Right. Curating a lineup for a festival, I think, is its own unique set of skills. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you guys have a fucking amazing lineup. And actually, you could have called this No Simple Road Alumni Festival. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, String Cheese Incident, Mike Gordon, Twiddle, Pidges Playing Ping Pong, Ariblo, Supersonic Shorties, Andy Frasco. Too Many Zoos, The Kitchen Dwellers, Mahali, Neighbor, The Nth Power, Jen, Jen Hartswick, Artist at Large. Like when you're putting together a, a lineup for your festival, what's what's in your head? Like, what do you what's that soup look like? Yeah, that is a pretty wild one, too. My partner, Seth, is definitely the. The, the talent buying extraordinaire, you know, he's 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 been doing it for a very long time and that's. That's what he's very, very good at. Um, but, you know, we kind of sit in this office and just talk vibe. We're like, you know, we kind of go from headliner down or certain bands that you know you want there. And, you know, it's this, it is, it, soup is a good word uh, for it. Cause it's, you know, it's a mixture of sales in the market and vibe. I mean, it's gotta be a vibe and a flow and yes. the whole thing. So, you know, it, it's, it is really interesting. And then sometimes it comes down to availability. So it's all that. And it's oh. not like you could ever say, you could never say, I want this, 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 this band, let's do it. You know, for every band you see there, there's two or three other offers out there that either didn't work or we had to make a choice. And so it's piecing this puzzle together that you don't have total control over. But the whole time you have to keep in mind, does it fit? And is it also unique enough? And is it also keep it, you know, different enough too? Is it, yes. people would like it, is it similar enough and different enough and vibe and good ticket sales? And it's, it's a, it's, it is a very, very interesting process. That's very like organic for us anyway. You know, other people might be more, and there's numbers obviously based on all the things that we do, but right. we're, it's gotta be that balance of numbers, availability, and just vibe. what it, what is, what do we want it to feel like? And, you know, certain bands have certain crowds too. And you, and that's something you think about too. Like, who do you want at your festival? Yeah. You know? Oh, wow. We, I didn't even think know, of that. Yeah, I mean, we we are, you know, a lot of, I think we've all been the place that say family friendly and maybe they're not, you know, but we really want to be family friendly. We all have families and we want it to be a place where you can bring your kids and feel totally great about it. So that is part of it. It's like, who do, who do you want there? And you kind of lead by who's playing there yeah. and then by certain programs that you put on, you know, and and having lots of activities for kids. And so that's kind of, it's all this big 
soup, as you say. Yeah, I love that. It's, yeah. like, it's to, definitely to a gumbo. Out. Definitely. Yeah, I guess. Well, and that's true. Like, like the followers <laughs> yeah, and sticker. stuff. Like, like we do, we don't want juggalos, but we do want. <laughs> we don't yeah. want Fanta or all over every here. We're Pago. Well, what I was going to ask is, okay, so you've got this the festival that was kind of born out of COVID you got all these things that you've got to do. You mentioned vibe a couple times. Mm. What, what is the Northlands vibe? What, what is that that you wanted to kind of put out instead of just another festival that's, you know, just a, B and C what, what is the Northlands vibe? Yeah, that's, that is a good question. Um, we're trying to create that. I mean, and I think that we kind of started talking about it with the family thing, you know, yeah. We, we want to be socially conscious. We want to be environmentally conscious and we want to be family friendly, you know? Um, so we're in new England. We're an interesting state. You know, I love, I love New Hampshire, but it's, you know, it's an interesting state and you guys are out West. So, you know, yes. it's kind of a purplish. It's, it's interesting. You know, most festivals are in New York or, or in Vermont and, and we just want to, uh, we just want it to be family friendly, environmentally conscious and socially conscious. And we want to, make it feel like new england you know so yeah, yeah. it's very outdoorsy all of our ad materials are outdoors and animals and we just you know it, it, it's i don't want to sound cheesy you know but it's it, no man we no, do want to be the kind festival you know yeah, yeah. so yeah. that's it that that's our vibe i mean we want to be friendly i mean a big thing for us that like we talk to our staff because there ends up being so much staff is you know it's the customer experience it's like i know it's hard and i know it's stressful and we're going to be working all day long and probably 95 degrees and it's like just make sure that everyone that shows up if they have a question let's let's get it answered you know before they walk away because information is hard like we said we have one shot to do this right and you know people are there for one weekend and there's always a little anxiety going into a festival you're like where am i going and what mm -hmm. what's this i've never been here and we try really hard to make it easy for folks as much as we can so we're really focusing on like be informative be be friendly all the time we want we want to be happy faces and we want to see happy faces. So mm. it's all about that. Based on, on what you've said, man, like as far as vibe goes, the, the lineup that you've picked is if I was picking a lineup for family friendly, this is it. This is a hundred percent it having cheese and twiddle and pigeons and a reblow just that like everybody's going to have a good time. Yeah. Period. I agree. And and yep. uh, back to what you said about the people that come to see those bands. Those are people that you're it's OK. You know what I mean? You're, we're not talking tipper here. <laughs> you know what I mean? This isn't whatever STS nine or you, what's wrong with being laid out at a festival smoking DMT it, on general yeah, admission? Yeah. Oh, no, it's fine if you want to do that. I'm totally cool with it, but just don't Listen, do it. I don't want kids, my grandson right? yeah, there. All right. Kids around it. Yeah. It's a. That's, go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's it. It's like we've 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 all partied and had our fun, and I, I'm, partying is great. That's what we're, that's what we're here for is to party. But there is like that different, and you just kind of called it. And I think we all know what we're saying. There's that certain line that's mm -hmm. like, you know, it's different. It's you know, I think one of our texts throws this party every year, and it's a family friendly thing. But the the term he uses is hey hey party people. This is a family event. Hey family people. This is a party. It's that balance of life. I love yeah. that. That's you know? great. Like we're all responsible for taking care of things and keeping this like going right. Right. On everybody. Yeah. And party and have a great time. And 
you know, but there, there is, there's a certain level. And I, like you said, it's like, I think you kind of lead by example, lead by your lineup and, you know, really gear it towards families. Like we have this kid's tent up in the field where you can see the stages from there. So if you got it, if you're up there with your kids, you're not missing the music. Oh, that's yeah. cool. We have all these, act, all these activities for the kids, you know, and we have like the earphones that you can like lend out to people if they don't bring them for their kids, mm. you know, but it's, it's like, you can still see all the both stages. So it's totally cool. That's very thoughtful that, yeah, that's and, and really right sweet there. because my, you know, Aaron and I's daughter, they're in the industry. He's a, he's a drummer. They go to festivals, they go to di- the different things and they're young. They're a young couple. Um, and like I said earlier, festival life is, you know, it's a part of our culture. And so to exclude kids 100% when so many people have these youngsters that just want to run a rip and run and have fun. And it's not like you can't do that with your, it's like going to like a big amusement park, but a different kind of a swing on it. And wook filled amusement park ever. Yeah. But like, (laughs) but we all can coincide. That's the point. And that's, what's cool is like to like that rule, like, Hey guys, this is a family event. Hey family, this is a, you party. know party event and it's a party yeah, yeah and i love that there's because there is room for both and they, and as long as people are respecting um themselves and each other then the event goes off beautifully right. and happily and you can see the kids i'll tell you what being a grandmother i do like to see kids running around and being cute with their little costumes and but then also at the end of the night i'm sorry i'm not I want to have a good time too. And I don't necessarily, you know, want kids just running around crazy where everywhere. So like there is this like delicate balance that needs to happen. And it's great that you guys are paying attention to that. There was, there's a festival here was a festival here in, in Oregon called um, Northwest string summit Mm. just ended uh, last year was their last one. It's their 20th anniversary and they ended the festival. But, I think that was the best example I've ever seen of a family-friendly party festival. Yeah. There was so much for kids to do all the time. Kids were not allowed to like leave the venue area without their parent. They had like matching bracelets. They, everybody was watching out for each other. Kids were having a blast, and everybody was partying. And uh, it's a, uh, it's important. It's because we're like Mel said, this is a community. It does. We shouldn't be excluding anybody. So having the forethought to create something where everybody's included and everybody's mm-hmm. feeling comfortable with what's going on, I think is really important moving forward into the world that we're in today. And, and I mean, That's, it's, it's kind of even in the name of the festival, it's, it's just not Northlands music festival. It's Northlands music and arts festival. Right. So can you talk to me a little bit about the arts side of this and what that means? What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think you know, if you like music generally, you like art. That's just the audio form of it, you know? And so we have so much art in, in our community, I think, you know, from the posters and as you can see, a couple behind yeah, me. I know, yes. I was noticing oh, yeah. that. So that's a I great that. poster from last year. <laughs> So yeah, that's our last year's poster. Yeah, Paul Kreisenbeck did that. And then I had um 
this guy out in California. I think he goes by Frame Fetish on Instagram or something. Uh-huh. So you send it to him, and he just kind of creates art with the um, matting, like uh, on the poster. So it's like he does all this unique stuff, you know. Frame Fetish. Frame um, fetish. I'm in. Here we go. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> grab the phone. Yeah, yeah, he's he's really unique. So you know, the art element I think is just something that. It's just, it's just more, you know, I mean, yeah. you love music, you love art already. So that's, like I said, that's just the audio part. And the visual part, I think is just makes the experience whole, you know, we're doing a couple really special things today, this year, which I won't mention yet, but, you know, and we have as many, you know, live muralists and artists selling their wares and as we can. And, and I just think it's important. I, lo- I love the, uh, the, th- the idea of like, how does this look when you walk in, you know, and mm. the first thing you do is see something before you hear something, you know, you walk in and you're seeing it all. So I think the visual with the audio, it's all got a mix to make the experience whole. That's dope. Uh, God, I wish we could. Go. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm, I'm curious. You let, me, you let me know. Okay. <laughs> I'm curious personally too, because I know we're all, we were joking around before we came to Aaron. It's like, well, the first question I'll ask him is when did you go crazy and decide to do a festival? <laughs> so, I mean, like we all go to festivals. I'm, I'm curious, like you've got to have like, like your favorite or a couple of like favorite festivals you've been to that, you know, inspired doing it. Yeah. I, you know, I, I went to festivals pretty young. I, my first festival was 41. So not, not, I went to hmm, one of the fish festivals. I think maybe it was Oswego, not Lemonville, but I start, first started going to fish festivals. And that's really what got me into this. It was fish, going to fish shows, going to fish festivals, seeing all that. I just fell in love with it. And then, then after that is what, you know, made me a musician and touring around and playing festivals. I was always kind of keeping my eye out. I was always, I've always been kind of a busy body. So, you know, wanting to do more and, and loving community and wanting to do more for people. And, 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 and so, you know what I have to say, it's really sad for them this year, but Floyd Fest, I played Floyd Fest in Floyd, Virginia. I don't know if you guys know that. Festival. I know, yeah, I know oh, the yeah. festival. We've never, never been, been. Yeah, but... we've heard of it. You know, I've only been once and it's, and it's stuck with me. You know, I play, I went there and I played the festival, so I wasn't there very long, but they had that vibe that you were talking about with the Northwest spring summit. Yeah. If that's what it was called. That is it. Nailed it. Okay. And, um, and what we're trying to do too, there was a lot of people with kids, but that was it. During the day, there was a lot of kids and at night parents were having a great time. And there was just this friendly factor to it that was just different to me. I, I loved it, loved it, loved it. And that festival really stuck with me. This year, unfortunately, they're having an issue with land and I think they have to, they have to skip this year, which is a bummer. Oh. But, um, and, and a bunch of our employees work with them too. So we're, we're kind of, you know, we're all friendly. And and I love it. It was such a great festival, and that really stuck with me as, as something to model yourself after. I just thought it was a great event. So right. so last year we got brought out to Peach Fest, and we podcasted from Peach Festival. And look, looks like we're going again this year. And coming from the West Coast, the three of us were really struck by uh, the difference of the <clears throat> of the musical communities. Um, out west you have pockets so like the northwest area of the country everybody kind of knows each other in the scene up here but down in california it's its own other pocket and then denver is its own pocket everything's so far apart there's a little bit of cross-pollination you kind of see some of the same people that are willing to travel and shit but out east i noticed that everybody knew each other it was like this huge family of people. 
And I think it's because of geographically, everybody's able to kind of travel in, in areas that are, it's just easier to get around. And, uh, you know, we've, we've talked a little bit about the community of this. Um, what, what is it about the community that makes you want to do something for it? Like you could just want to be a part of it and be, okay, this is cool. I'm here enjoying it. But what, what is it about the community that makes you want to go the extra mile for it? Like that, put your money and your time on the line. Yeah. Um, Mike, those eyebrows. Love it, dude. My very expressive. It's great. I answer answer with my face before I answer. You did. Um, Really, you know know what it is? It's just like, and and this is going to be something with me trying to fight a cheese factor here, too, but. But it's the truth is that, you know, I think music has a, he- a, a serious healing ability. Mm-hmm. I know that when I go to a show just as a fan, and it's hard for me to block out everything else now that I'm a promoter or whatever, and I, you know, you see every facet of it. But there's sometimes when I know I go to a show and I can block everything out and be present in that moment, it's the highest I've ever felt. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just mm-hmm. it has this thing that is it, it, not, like nothing else, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's no danger. It's not, you know, we're not talking about drugs here. We're talking about the high of like music and that feeling and that yeah. peak. And that's the thing about jam band world too, is that, you know, it's, it's a kind of about the exploration and, and, and not knowing where it's going to go and then getting to a place that just gets you there, you know? So that, this building, this community is kind of built around that, you know, that, that feeling of, of, of music kind of being, I think, healing, you know, which is why any people like live music, but it feels strong in this, this community so that's that's it for me it's like i just know what it does for people and the happiness that it brings and to be able to help facilitate that for a lot of people i mean i feel like honored to do it you know wow. it's like it's it's a serious joy for me to do it so yeah it's um it's it's all worth it it's crazy it's a crazy amount of work but uh we got great people around us and, and a great community so it's it's all worth it in the end that's a beautiful oh, yeah. answer man well that yeah really i think is. some people are gonna work hard regardless because it's their nature like, you know, right. they're going to, you know, the, you know, Chevron and they're going to work hard because they're a hard worker. So when you find something that you're passionate about and like you said, you're a musician and you also are a listener of music and a participator. So to be able to um, flip the script on it like that and and bring the people music one time and then bring them the fun that they get from the music. That's a really amazing thing to do. And what a fun way to spend your hard work you know what I mean like that Mm -hmm. is a really great way to do it like all right seems like you're a hard worker already and now you're just transferring that skill into something that is great like grander a little bit grander yeah man right yeah you know it's it's I um it's kind of this thing I tell myself constantly because there's definitely moments where I you know you have a hard time sleeping there's millions of logistics and you start it, it can you can let it negatively affect your life which kind of seems counterintuitive or counteractive for what it really yeah. should be and when it starts getting that way with me when there's a lot of stress piling on i kind of like tell myself that where it's like it's like this is this is actually a dream like what, what do you don't stress it just do mm-hmm. the work get it done you have a great team this is a this is a dream you know like i said i feel honored to do it so i kind of have to like 
take a step back and tell myself that when things kind of get overwhelmed. Okay. So you get, you have some positive self-talk that you give yourself to remind yourself. That's what I was going to ask too, is like, um, these events are stressful in and of themselves, even if things are going smoothly. So, you know, everything's great. You've got enough staff, the food's there, uh, ticket sales are good. Then the sounds fucking sucks. Something happened with the sound. You know what I mean? Like something that you thought was great and is out of control or, or in control and now it's become out of control. So what, okay, you have the positive self-talk. What are some of the other things that you do to kind of like, you know, anchor yourself down instead of kind of getting up into a tizzy when shit goes wrong? Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, kind of being in the role that we, we are in, me and my partners, you kind of have to lead by example and be solution oriented. So mm. I, I kind of just go into this like, yeah. Let's fix the problem. I mean, it, yeah. when it gets so bad like that, say like a whole stage goes out in the middle of string cheese's set, you know, like which is beyond a nightmare, right? But it's so bad where you're just like, okay, we got to fix it. Let's just find a solution. Mm-hmm. I think most of, for the most part, we're all able when it's in the moment and it is like a real serious um, mishap like yeah. that. We all just kind of get to work and, and fix it. And then afterwards, you kind of let it go. Oh. holy shit <laughs> yeah. oh my god <laughs> the sigh that comes out after that <laughs> it just happened oh yeah you like it just happened you like with, don't breathe yeah with with goose up in uh in seattle at the paramount theater the stage went out in the middle of the show and they they had to like what was that i, I fuck i don't know they two hours yeah. they worked on it for two, two hours? hours yeah and then holy goose crap. goose came out and played one set yeah, man. Oh, and it, I, what do you do? And that's one night, like you said. You there, there's no tomorrow or next band. That's it. Like you're you're shitting your pants at that point. Like yeah. we're either gonna lose our shirt or this is gonna go down in history as one of the greatest shows ever. Yeah, you have no, that's no well, one or the you, other. Man. Then you got to worry. About, I'm curious too on that. I mean, I guess it would make sense. Like like when a festival gets canceled, like I mean that was a horrible one, the curveball. You know, with like fit. When you is does are you covered with like insurance that helps with a portion of that or anything, or you just have to eat the whole thing refunding everybody? We don't talk about yeah, that. So that no, I, I, that, <laughs> no we, we're gonna get to all of it. I, mean, I want to like get to all of it. That's like a nightmare. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a, that's a choice. You know, if, if you you can get cancellation insurance that have many different levels of what it covers and what you know, it costs. Of course, if you ever had to use it, they would. uh make it very hard for you to actually collect but they do have cancellation insurance oh. um which is not cheap as you could imagine mm-hmm. you know it's like deciding to take a big risk and and save yourself money on that line item or or not so mm-hmm. they, they do offer it yes. okay and, okay um, but it's gonna cost you choice yeah and then it's if you didn't cost. need it you're gonna be like <laughs> everything Shit. i'm assuming everything's gonna cost you like everything looks at you with dollar sign eyeballs you know <laughs> oh. <laughs> So, okay, budgets, can, man. can we talk about budgets? Because, you know, just say somebody's listening to this and they're have, you know, a kind of dream of being a festival, you know, um, promoter and, you know, getting these awesome bands, whether they're big or small. And maybe they don't have a freaking, you know, inheritance money that they can just, okay, I'll put this up. How do you even go about getting funded or how do you go about finding people who are interested enough monetarily to help you um put this together that's, that's a mouthful um, that's a mouthful i know he's like if you find out let me know <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you know because for, for 
for us, and I'm going to be totally, totally honest with you here. For us, Drive-In Live happened because when COVID hit, there was government um, loans that were out there. Not grants, but loans. And they were those 30-year low interest loans. Yep. That's how we did it. We're just a couple guys that live in New Hampshire. You know, we're, it's, yeah. it's like we, we couldn't have done it without that. So we just took that small government loan and, and put it in a Northland. So we've just been rolling it over. So for us, I mean, that's how it worked. Wow. Anything else? I don't know. You know, work hard, show proof of concept, show that you can work hard. I think, you know, you got to get your foot in the door. It's almost yes. like start on ops. You know, don't, I, I think a lot of people make a mistake by be, saying, I want to run a festival. I, I, I want to do it. And they go from zero to trying to put on their own festival for the first time. And, and I think that's when people really get hurt. You know, I, I don't think it's smart or safe to do that. It's like, if you want to get into it, start on the ops crew, start building it, seeing how it all, all the infrastructure gets built. Take your time. Don't, don't rush into it because you can get hurt pretty bad, you know, yeah. financially, if, if you, if you do that. So I would say work hard, get in on the ops crew, be an honest, trustworthy, good, hardworking person and stay with it. And, and you'll get there if that's where you want to get. But don't rush it. Yeah, I like I that. And really I'll, I'll, I'll say one more, one more thing that I like is that the government money went to this. That makes me happy. Yeah, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, what a great thing to do with a, a turd that we had gotten handed to us. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, well put. Wow. It's true. <laughs> Let's totally. have a freaking party when we're freaking locked up and couldn't even see and touch each other uh. and smell each other. Now let's freaking create this that we're with kids. We're not leaving kids out and we're like putting the best bands that we possibly can. Like what? Thank you for doing that. Yeah, like, for, yeah. Even though that we haven't oh, yeah. been, thank you for doing that for the greater um, musical community. Cause it mm. needs, needs it. Yeah. Thank and, you for that. And for, yeah. for, to me too, like, I mean, all of us, obviously we're in the jam band community that, that in its own is special because I think of like, like the festival, the, your regular festival goers for jam band festivals are not as needy and picky as like, I couldn't imagine the logistics of like running Coachella where you got movie stars and supermodels and, and all these fancy VIP tents and everybody's bougie. It's like that, that vibe just, you know, the the vibe of the jam band stuff. And and like they are saying, kind of like what you've created, we haven't been, we're gonna be <laughs> it, it's amazing and and the same thing as they said they like thank you for doing this and throwing your hat in the ring you and your partners to make another yeah. incredible jam band festival yeah, happen man. yeah it, i gotta go back to something though the the whole reason behind this is because you're a music fan and and you you know you're a drummer right and and yep. you've worked in in the industry for a long time but before any of that there was you that was just a dude that had an experience somewhere that like turned you on you were like holy shit this is the coolest thing i've ever seen in my life what was it it was i know it exactly it's a great question my first fish show was the wipeout show in worcester 11 i think it's 11 that you know i was listening to fish before that was like oh cool my hippie friends like it. Yeah, that's cool. You know, and I was like 16 years old or something. And I went to the show and it was just like, I didn't, I was like, they don't just play songs that they just kept going. What was happening? And it was like the peaks and it was just a whole new experience. I'll never forget standing outside after that, just like probably jaw to the ground. Like, 
what just happened and it just changed my life oh, <laughs> you know dude. and that was it it's funny that wow. you you answer that like <clears throat> all of us have a date to 1089 like this is 91 i don't have a date mel doesn't have a date i don't have a date. well that, that was grateful yeah you do. it was the gorge 2018 yeah, um, I guess that yeah. that could be considered my date. Um, oh, the gorge! I'd love to go to the gorge. Anytime you want to come out, man, just say the word. You got a place <laughs> to it. stay. We'll roll up there with you. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome! Yeah, man, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'm gonna take you up. On okay, that. do it. It's I'm fun. serious. It's I'm, the greatest pilgrimage yeah. that like we go on out here on the west. I mean, you talk about being in the middle of nowhere. It, it and that lends to the vibe as well. You got you got to walk a mile and a half from camp to get to the venue. It's it it's an experience. It's it's. Love it. Yeah. Standing there with the sun going down. Yeah. When nature participates with fish's music, because it's not fish participating with nature. I'm telling you, it's nature. It's like, okay, cue the sunset. All right. Let the breeze come in. And it is something that it really is like being one with everything your your neighbor it's the crazy. music the environment the time like it's so special it, the just picture like the stage behind the stage is this just immense canyon with a river running through it mountains in the distance and the sun's coming going down and they're playing divided sky like <laughs> I got I got chills right now. It's the craziest <laughs> shit ever. And like um it, my point is though that like we all have an experience that changed our life. That yeah. that shit changed my life too, man. Like for real, for real. Mm-hmm. And uh you're providing an avenue for that to happen for people. Even more than just going for another weekend. And have it going to another festival, whatever. No, it's not that. You're setting the stage for magic to happen for people that you don't know. The 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 next Trey Anastasio could be born out of an experience that they have at this festival. You know what I mean? And not to like, no pressure. No, it's not like that. It's like, <laughs> it, it's like no man. You you set the thing up. You do the best you can. You you put the best foot forward and set the stage for this thing to happen. And then you got to like open your hands to it and let it go. And okay, here we go. We're let's see what happens. And, uh, that's in the world that we live in today, man. That is, uh, anywhere that magic can happen is necessary and essential. And, and like they said, man, thank you for, uh, providing a, an avenue for that, man. It's super yeah. fucking important, brother. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Kind words. I really appreciate yeah, it. Man. It's, um, it is a special thing and I feel pretty honored to do it. Like I said, so um, uh, I, I want to know um, one of my last questions is what is one of your, you know, most memorable moments It can be good or bad, um, you know, for last year's festival, you're oh, going yeah. through everything. What was one of your most memorable times through that whole process? Hmm. Most memorable times. I think, you know, that's, uh, I guess that's a bummer because it, it is, it, it is, it is bad, but it's, it's, you know, it was when the gates opened and, and, you know, thinking you're prepared to let all these people in and not have traffic going way down the road and kind of falling short there. And me and my partner 
throwing on aprons full of wristbands and and joining the box office team and and trying to get all the cars off the road. I know that sounds so lame, but it was like the first touch. It was the first like, okay, we're open, you know? So it had this, this feeling of like, you know, whole year's worth of work. And now it's, this is it. And then all of a sudden, Oh shit. (laughs) Right away. Right out the gate. Oh shit. Right out the gate. Oh shit. Let's get the (laughs) oh shit out of the way. Yeah. So all of us was all hands on deck. We all just start trying to get, cars in and, and you know we got phone scanning tickets and all of a sudden all the phones die and it was oh, just shit. a okay. disaster oh shit <laughs> <You know? laughs> but we, but we, we I'm laughing now because it's funny to think of but but we got them all in you know and as much as like you kind of said like in the background you could be oh shitting the whole time but as long as like people are having a good time out there it's like I, i'll take all the oh, sh- oh shits if you guys out there are having the oh yeah you know yes. it's like um, yes. so so it, it that was it was the first like it's like you build up to this thing that you've been working on all year then you open the doors and the oh shit happens right away <laughs> so that was it but we got through it and you know it, it kind of was one of those moments that felt like i don't know about we're screwed you know i was like oh, oh no fuck. like yeah. we can't Oh no, you know, but we got through it. It felt that way at the time. It felt overwhelming, but, but we got through it. And then, you know, you had a great feeling afterwards. Like, Oh, right on. I'm going to go drink a <laughs> beer. Well, then, then that's good. You got the, who has we talked to it was Tommy Hamilton. So I was like, get your mistake over with, yeah, right? You always make a way. mistake when you're a band, you go on stage. If it happens early on, then you're over it and you're going to have a good show. Good to go. And then I, I have two, I, love that. I have two simple questions. Who is in the picture directly behind you? It looks like somebody on the piano. There's a, or what is? Trey. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Blowing love out of his guitar. Okay. I was having a hard time making that out. That's amazing. I always want to know what's on everybody's walls. That is so cool. That That is beautiful. I love it. That is so rad. For everybody listening, it's that shot of Trey leaned back with his guitar and the background is all black and there's like, rainbow energy coming, coming out, out of, of it wow that's incredible dope. that that that's okay that that was a good answer uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm curious too what's the edge of the other poster i just Apple's always have to, yeah i'm a poster freak so i am a huge tedeschi trucks fan okay and so that's one of probably 15 tedeschi trucks <laughs> oh that's yeah. signed by susan and derek and actually there's a little piece of art up there that was from On our top. halloween show at driving live Tedeschi trucks pendant and a fish pendant and a uh, rubber chicken. Uh, <laughs> she got to have a rubber chicken. <laughs> yes. Heck yeah. All right. So, Mike, anything about Northlands that we didn't discuss that, you know, the listeners need to know about? I mean, just just inf- information. Like, I guess we kind of took a deep dive, you know, but really, I mean, NorthlandsLive.com is the website. You know, it's okay. um, that's really it. It's like, you know check out our, our, our social media and our website if you're interested you know we're pretty attentive to responding to emails and questions so feel free to ask away you know um if you've never been before if you're interested go ahead we, we have great folks that work with us that answer people's questions so that's really that's really it. i think we talked about a lot of it yeah actually. we did we, yeah. we it was a fun one I, and we haven't really gotten to do this with somebody to kind of deep dive into the origins and the intricacies of what a festival actually is and does. Yeah, well, yeah, what yeah. it takes. Yeah, we got a lot of listeners right up in your area. Yeah, man, all around yeah. there. And and you oh, know, really? Yeah, yeah. We have like it's weird. Our um our listener base is like 
very Portland centric and then very heavy East Coast. So it, it's no weird. Kidding. Yeah, man. So we're big in Japan. Well, yeah, and we're also big in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're not big. We're. Um, we have a presence. Yeah, yeah, yeah we presence. got a presence. Yeah. There, there's two deadheads in Japan who listen to us. <laughs> They're hardcore, though, man. They're hardcore. Oh. Right on, man. Well, I, I, you guys, you're in our prayers, bro. Everything goes well. Yeah, you're, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And uh, I, maybe next year we could work something out so we could be there All with right, you guys. So we have- Oh, we'd love to have you. Yeah, I man. really appreciate you guys having me on too. And, sure, brother. And this was really fun. So, uh, yeah, if you ever want to come out, you just let me know. All right, man. All right. And uh, this, right. this, we're going to drop this Wednesday. So this will be coming out this coming Wednesday. Oh, okay. We'll get it out early because cool. we want to get it out so that there's time for people to buy tickets when they hear it and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Perfect. Right, I'll cool. let the people know. All right, man. And uh, I'll, right I'll, I'll tag you guys and all that stuff on, on Instagram when we do it. And, uh, with the ticket giveaway, I guess the best thing to do is just whoever wins, I'll just throw it in the Instagram DM and shoot you a, an email. Yeah, you could do. And if you want to run on Instagram, do you know how to do the contributor thing? Like I can like yeah, can we make us a contributor. We can run it together. We'll yep. Run yep. It together. I'll do yeah. it. I'll yeah. do that. Okay. And then okay. last thing yeah. to let it let us know if, if you're going to be doing any any fish shows because we're doing like Denver and stuff. If you're going to be at fish shows, let us know so we can, so we can meet up, give a hug. Oh, I would love I would love to meet you guys at a fish show for sure. I will let you know. There's nothing in the plans right now because I'm so focused on the fast. Yes. yes. If it happens, I'll let you know. All well, right we, we hope to see you at Dick's. That's our favorite. We hope it. <laughs> and I meant what I said, man. If if fish does gorge next year, let us know. You you can come come stay with us before and then head up there with us. Be rad. Yep. I, I, I'll I'll take you up on that for sure. That's okay. always been like a pilgrimage for me. I got to get out there. All right, yes. Man. Right on, All right, brother. Mike. Enjoy the rest take of your care, man. weekend, <laughs> and we'll we'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks for everything, bro. You got it. it Thank you so much. Great meeting you guys. Yeah, you man. too. That was really, really unexpected. I mean, I didn't think it was going to go bad. Unexpectedly, super fucking cool. He's a dope. Yeah, person. yeah, super, super interesting to get into. Like, like Mel said, we haven't really ca- talked to a promoter on the show. Yeah, and to find, we go to shows and we're part of like kind of being backstage and we see what goes on, the headaches, and but haven't mm-hmm. sat down and talked with somebody. What a cool, what a cool guy you are. Yeah, there's Mike. a lot involved in that, and and we talked about a lot, but there's still so much more. You can't get every little particle of what's going to happen or what could happen or what you need you're just like okay um uh, let's go we have <laughs> ten thousand incinolets that we're bringing in for the festival <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you know what that is apple an incinolet absolutely not <laughs> it's an incinerator toilet mel showed it to me the other day it's super interesting it's a toilet with no water and then when you flush it it turns everything to ash and oh like put burn. It in oh, okay like burns like yeah so we're gonna northland's gonna have it no i'm just kidding i'm totally kidding. so you're saving water but then you gotta have fuel yeah anyway <laughs> i guess no, you can make the no, fuel from the methane it's from no the, there's oh, no. no fuel necessary really Rem- no you How didn't it burn? Need f- it was like electric or something like that oh okay oh okay yeah cool. so you, you there's like this little it kind of looks like those like <laughs> um toilet covers but it's like a bag sh- it's a it's a not a bag it's like like a taco kind uh-huh. of and you put it in the taco yeah you put it inside of the toilet and then you do your business and then you flush it and it incinerates your pee and your poop and that little 
Because that was my bag. first question. What happens at the P? Yeah. Anyway, we're, we're off track. No, that's sorry. very interesting. You started it. I did. Yeah, I yes, you it. did by throwing that word out there, which I can now mispronunciate. <laughs> pronunciate. <laughs> yeah, perfect, Apple. Wait, well done, dude. Um, here's the thing. If you think of any project or company or podcast or whatever, the energy of that thing starts with the person or people that are in charge of it. Yeah. The vibe of it starts with those people. Mm-hmm. And so you can have the coolest lineup, the best festival grounds, the best food in Cinelettes at every corner. <laughs> and if the people that are running the show are shitheads, it's not going to tank it. It's not going to fly. Some, somehow or another, it'll show through. Right. The energy will come. Yes. Through. Mike. Just from meeting him for an hour, that festival is going to be a fucking blast. Yeah. You could see energy. in his eyes the yeah. love he has for this community and the music. And, and for what he's doing. Yeah. Which and that usually attracts like-minded people. And I'm sure his partners, everybody are just as dope. Yep. Man, I wish we could do everything all the time. You know, I don't. Someday, I don't want to do everything all the time. Yeah, not everything all the time. Most of the things. Most, most of the, the things. When most of the things. A lot of the time. Most of the things. Sometimes. How about this? Things. I wish we could do everything that we wanted to do. There you go. How about that? I usually do everything <laughs> wanted to do. <laughs> well, that's because you're Mel. I mean, that's that just goes with being so, you. So, everybody out there listening, I hope you I hope the best for you, and that you can do everything that you want to do as well. Huh? What are you looking at? The dates. Oh, the dates. North, uh, Yeah, I was just going to say Northlands Music and Arts Festival in Swansea, New Hampshire on June 16th and 17th, 2023 with The String Cheese Incident. Two sets. Mike Gordon, Twiddle, Pigeons Playing Ping Pong, Arebolo, um, Supersonic Shorties, Andy Frasco in the UN, Too Many Zoos, Kitchen Dwellers, Mahali and Friends, Neighbor, The Nth Power with Jennifer Hartswick, Doom Flamingo, Dogs in a Pile, Daniel Donato's Cosmic Country, Karina Reichman, Artist at Large, Jennifer Hartswick, and then there's a campground stage with a bunch of other bands, Baked Shrimp, Barely Dead, Bellis Bartok, Consider the Source, Doey Joey, Drunken Doya Monkey, Double Apocalypse, <laughs> Escaper, Our Buddies, yep. Funky Dogs, Jatoba, Nick, and Nate play Marley, Sickard Hollow, Yam Yam, Uncle Jesse, and Zach Nugent's <laughs> Dead Set. So go to NorthlandsLive.com. That's NorthlandsLive.com. Get yourself some passes. There are day passes available, right, Mel? You, you saw day that? passes were $89. Damn, that's a good deal for yeah, a day pass of a festival. That's one thing I was going to say. The, the pricing on this festival is pretty good, too. I mean, and, and uh, for keep, what you're going to see. Yeah. Yeah. Keep your eyes open on the Instagram, the No Simple Road Instagram. We're going to be giving away a pair of passes for you. Uh, so you'd be able to win tickets to go to Northlands. And if not, go to NorthlandsLive.com. Also, Northlands, um, I like their font. It's really cute. The whole thing is cool. Mm-hmm. The the yeah the mo- poster that moose in a in a canoe fishing with the turtle mushrooms. It's yeah yeah. These cool. are people that are in the community. that are doing this festival. Like, hey everybody, guess what? What you have now reached the end of a No Simple Road episode. So you know what you could do now. What anything you want. The world is open to you. You you could you could actually go buy a private jet or yeah. um, go scuba diving, climb a mountain. You could just continue working go or driving. Yeah. 
And don't worry. Poop. <laughs> yeah, it could go poop. Get an incinolet. And, and don't worry. This message will not self-destruct because that's violent. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So it's Wednesday right now. We'll be back on Friday with another episode of No Simple Road. And until then, take care of each other. Smile at a stranger. Safety third. Hydrate and learn a new skill this week. It's important to keep that uh, neuroplasticity. Yeah. Uh, Pickle something. Plastic. Okay. <laughs> Not your brain. Though. We love you guys. Peace. tell you about the april may 2023 issue of relics magazine features a dave matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the national graham nash wayne shorter alo ivan neville our friend eric krasno and stanton moore marty stewart and much more check out the latest version of relics and subscribe now at relics.com dmb thanks relics this is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now.